TMZ just put out a headline that says Senator Chuck Schumer leading charge for UFO disclosure. Can you guys even hear me? Blink once if you can hear me. <laughs> Senator Chuck Schumer. Okay, cool. Thank you. Senator Chuck Schumer is leading the charge for UFO disclosure. And I don't usually do spaces, but uh, I've had about enough with the fucking UFO stuff. Like, no offense. I get it. You know, what is it? The Fermi paradox or whatever the fuck it's called. The universe is too big for us not to be alone. I get it. I buy into it 100%. Hang on. I got to change my... uh, Headphones here so I can hear a little bit better. Just stay with me for one second. I don't do too many of these. Ah, that's way better. Okay, cool. Yeah, what is it? The Fermi paradox or whatever? Like, I get it. All right? Obviously, we're not alone. But, like, can we shut the fuck up until we have some evidence? Like, I'm down. All right? I have a tattoo of a UFO on my arm. I get it, dude. Like, I'm in, all right? I watched the X-Files growing up. I'm stoked on the idea of UFOs. And I do think that there are uh, extraterrestrials out there. But, like, can we shut the fuck up until we find one or have any evidence? Because we don't. We've got – and listen, I listen to David Grush on Joe Rogan. I listen to fucking David Fravor on Rogan. I listened to Tom DeLonge on 12 pounds of cocaine on the Joe Rogan podcast. Go on there. I mean, that guy is on fucking Neptune. I don't know. I wouldn't buy a fucking pack of gum from that guy, let alone trust his opinion on whether or not we're alone in the universe. There has been so much dog shit that has been brought out to the public regarding UFOs that I don't know how any of these people involved with the disclosure project or the disclosure movement expect to be taken seriously. This started years ago, okay? Stephen Greer put out this fucking documentary called Serious. You know, I don't know if you remember this. I do. This was like 20 years ago. I remember watching the trailer for it. It was like, here it is. Finally, Dr. Stephen Greer, who, by the way, looks like an alien himself, just, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's you spend enough time, you know, looking into aliens, you start to look like one. I, <laughs> I don't really know, but he's got a tiny head and a bunch of huge muscles. Now, I'm not here to take shots at him, but the point is, this guy put together a documentary called Sirius some years back, and he pitched it as like, this is it. This is the end all fucking be all. All you got to do is watch this documentary and everything will be revealed. We have found it. We have. We have achieved the extraterrestrial corpse. Here it is. And they had this little fucking miniature skeleton, remember? Which they took into a real lab ultimately and just found out it was some like, you know, human with dwarfism. So that whole movie, and by the way, the entire movie was just an hour and a half of what we get now, which is conjecture, hearsay, people telling other people what other people heard nonsense. I can tell you what it wasn't. It wasn't direct evidence. And that has been my beef with the whole UFO 
movement. And lately, there has been – this reminds me of the MMTLP thing with the stock market. Everybody, it's like much ado about nothing. All these people are talking about it. Tucker Carlson's all oh, – What's the government hiding from us? What are they, you know, is the government hiding some shit from us? Probably. Do we have proof of anything? No, we don't. Okay. We got a bunch of videos showing a bunch of shit that eventually winds up on the front page of metabunk.org with a reasonable explanation. They find whatever mylar balloon it is. You know, hey, this one looks like Pikachu and it's floating around the camera lens. It's all nonsense. Okay. You show me a corpse. Bring me the extraterrestrial corpse, and I will tell you there are extraterrestrials out there. All right? That's it. That's all I want. Produce the corpse. Remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's like, dead grandmother? You know, just roll, roll bones on over here, and I'll dig up your daughter. That's basically it. Roll the alien's bones on in here, and I'll dig up my belief in extraterrestrials. Which, by the way, the whole fucked up thing about this is, they're definitely out there, right? They're definitely out there. But there's a huge difference between them being out there somewhere and them having enough of a vested interest to want to, you know, check out the sites in Cleveland on a Tuesday night, you know? <laughs> so the point of the matter is nobody is doing a service by bringing all this bullshit and nonsense to the sur- I watched, look, I watched David Grush on Rogan. You know what he said? He said a whole bunch of nothing. He said, I know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy who told me he saw an alien once. Oh, fuck. Well, I got news for you. I could walk out to Broad and Locust right now. There's been a guy out there that's been drinking 22-ounce Bud Ices for at least 25 years. I don't know his name, but he stood on the same corner, and I could give that guy $10, maybe less. You may not even have to pay him. And that guy could tell you that he saw an alien. All right. So that's about what David Garrosh's testimony is worth. Yes, he's a former intelligence official. Yes, he's this, he's that. Look, David Fravor, another perfect example, right? David Fravor says, well, I'm, you know, look, I just happen to be caught in these circumstances. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I happen to be out there. I happen to be flying around. I saw some shit, you know, here I am. I'm on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's like Mick West said, and I don't agree with Mick West on everything, but it's like Mick West said, you know, like for a guy that says he doesn't want to get involved and doesn't want to be in the limelight, he was on the goddamn float at some like New Orleans style UFO Mardi Gras parade that they had one year. And it's the same deal with Bob Lazar, who I have a lot of bones to pick. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know this. Let me just check to make sure Jeremy's not on here, because if he is, I want to let him speak. I'll do a half-ass job of explaining it. He's not on here. doesn't matter. Um, but it's like the fucking Lazar thing, all right? Like, the guy is lying. I don't know how to tell you this. Bob Lazar is a liar, right? He's a very good liar. He comes across as kind of glib and disinterested. Here's another situation. Bob Lazar says, I've never profited from this. Every interview he's on, which, by the way, there's been like three dozen of them over the last 20 years, for a guy that doesn't like doing interviews, he can't shut the fuck up about what he's done, right? And now he's out. I see him on Corbell's thing. He's taking this big victory lap. Oh, I was brave enough. I was brave enough to come out. The guy's lying. He never went to MIT, okay? He never went to Caltech. All you got to do, go to papooslake.org. Check out the timeline that Signals Intelligence has put together on him. Check out all the source documentation about his past. 
When he was asked on the spot to name his professors from MIT and Caltech, he gave Hosfelder and Duxler, both of whom were professors, but at Pierce College, where he went for a little while, never fucking went to MIT. He's not in any yearbook. There's no classmates out there. There's no body of work he's done at Magneto Hydrodynamics. There's nothing that substantiates his time at MIT at all. Nothing. Nobody saw him at the local burrito joint. Nobody met up for him, uh, with him for beers at happy hour on a Friday night. Those are the types of things where even if the government were to come in and erase your existence, as he claims, oh, the government is, has, has erased my degree from, from MIT. You don't just go get a master's degree from MIT and just disappear. Like everything you've ever done there has disappeared. You know, place where I got my master's, I'm sure somebody there, I could name several people off the time. I only, I only went once a week to get my master's for like two and a half years or whatever it was. Once a week, I'm sure I could tell you there were, I could name, I could name names. I could name professors. I could name classmates. I could name the people I worked on my thesis with. You know, I could tell you what my thesis was about. I could produce a copy of my thesis. Where's Bob Lazar's copy of his thesis? He doesn't have one because he's a fucking liar. All right. The dude's just a liar. This guy signals intelligence, all right, went out and interviewed something like two dozen people. And you can see the links. They're on my Twitter. Like two dozen people from Los Alamos National Labs where Lazar worked. And there is no disputing whether or not he worked at Los Alamos. The only dispute is whether or not he worked there as a physicist, as he claimed, or a technician. All right. So this guy signals intel, goes out and writes out interviews with the full names of people that he spoke to, all right, who are on the record at Los Alamos National Lab, and they all corroborate the story that A, he was a technician B, for an outside contractor, Kirk Meyer, B, he worked there for less than a year, C, he was fired. There's disputing reports. Once One says that he was using the company's phone system to make illegal phone calls, and then I also read a separate report that said that he was fired for using Los Alamos property for some kind of bullshit that he was uh, using to make his jet car. The point is this guy went out and did the investigative reporting that George Knapp either did not do or willfully chooses to ignore. Okay. The proof that Bob Lazar is a liar is overwhelming. The documentation showing that Lazar was essentially a pimp. Okay. He was running a bunny ranch in Las Vegas at one point. It's all, and also he lists um, Pacifica University in his pre-trial affidavit for his pandering case. And I forget what year it was. I think, I want to say early 90s. But he lists Pacifica University as his place of education, which is a place that never comes up in his conversations at all. All of those things are indisputable, yet George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell would rather fluff each other and not talk about that at all. So here's George Knapp being presented with the evidence that his golden goose, the goose that lays the golden egg, and I don't have any beef with George Knapp. I actually think he's, you know, I like listening to George Knapp. He's kind of, you know, I'm actually glad he took over coast to coast. I think he's like the perfect guy to take over coast to coast. But he's not an investigative reporter. He's not a guy that follows the facts. I'm sorry. He's just not. Signals Intel 
the same guy, and his link is on Medium. Uh, so if you look at medium.com, you do a Google search for signals intelligence, medium.com, Bob Lazar, or you can just go to papooslake.org. This guy has deconstructed the entire Lazar story top to bottom, top to bottom. It's all out there. Okay. And George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell, if they were really interested in getting to the truth, which is how they have portrayed themselves as these truth seekers, right? We know the truth is out there. The government's got it. UFOs and aliens, they're just hiding it from you guys. They don't give a fuck. Okay. They don't. And by the way, you don't need to do anything other than watch Jeremy Corbell's documentary about Bob Lazar, which is basically half the documentary is about Jeremy Corbell. All right. The FBI raid that took place in that documentary where Jeremy Corbell is sitting around recreating the texts that he had with Bob Lazar. FBI raid now. That FBI raid was, and you can find the search warrant on papooslake.org, the official search warrant, just like you can find the details of Bob Lazar's pandering case. The truth is out there. These guys knew how to do an actual background check. The truth about that search warrant had nothing to do with element 115 or whatever their mysterious bullshit circumstances. It was because they were selling a chemical. I think I want to say it was called thallium, but I can't remember. But they were selling a chemical that was used in a homicide elsewhere. And United Nuclear was one of the only places where you could find uh, that chemical for sale. And if you go back and you read the search warrant, it's on papooslake.org. It explains very clearly why the FBI went in and searched Bob Lazar's residence. You know, it comes off as though, uh, you know, they were there to hassle him because he's this he's this great whistleblower. I, I can't even imagine what government officials must be thinking when they look at him telling this story. I mean, they they just they just must laugh. So the education's a lie. The idea that he was a physicist at Los Alamos is a confirmed lie. There's multiple sources on the record that say he was a technician, that confirm he was fired in under a year for misusing uh, laboratory uh, resources. And the... um, the FBI raid was bullshit. That was due to a search for a poisonous chemical that was used in a homicide. What was the other thing? I mean, it's just nonsense. The whole thing is just nonsense. And then if you go back and you listen to Jeremy Riss on formerly the Concrete Podcast, now known as the Danny Jones Podcast, he lays it all out. And not only that, but he talks about all the other elements to Lazar's story that he comes up with. The fact that... Uh, You know, he was there to replace guys that had been killed after they cut into a reactor. Okay, that was an actual thing that really happened. A guy named Louis Sloten um, cut into, I forget what the hell was called, the the Demon Core or some beryllium half shell reactor that went super critical and actually wound up killing people. So that's a story that he borrowed. Okay, the bone density hand scanner. It's the exact same one. That was shown in Close Encounters of the Third Time. That's something that he borrowed. All right. Element 115 was written about in Scientific American before Lazar ever talked about it. Okay. So that was another thing that he borrowed. And Jeremy Riss in that podcast goes back and lays out all of the lies that Lazar's uh, that Lazar tells 
and ties them back to like where from history he's pulling the bullshit stories. All right, this dude was hanging around with fucking Gene Huff, with John Lear, and he was looking to make a quick buck. He was selling the Lazar tape. And if you don't know what that is, go to papooslake.org. And uh, it's under, I think, like the resources or the AV tab. There is a YouTube link to what's called the Lazar tape, which is basically the, the Bob Lazar back in the 80s had produced a video of him kind of explaining uh, what he had done out at Area S4. And they were selling that for $30 a pop back in the 80s. Then they took the script to what Lazar was doing and they tried to option it to New Line. If you go back and you listen to one of the Art Bell podcasts or the uh, Coast to Coast um, episodes, which is now a podcast, if you go back and listen to the Art Bell archive, I think it's called, on Spotify, and you find one of the Lazar episodes from the late 90s, Art Bell comes on and says his story has been optioned to New Line Cinema. And Gene Huff, okay, Lazar's crony that helped produce the Bob Lazar tape, is being credited as the screenwriter. And so they, they bring Lazar on, and that's how they introduce him with this pomp and circumstance that, oh, his story is so fascinating. It's been optioned to New Line Cinema. And you can go and actually look at the interview notes for the screenplay. Um, it's one of the resources that Signals Intel uses at papooslake.org uh, to compare that against all of the other publicly available information that Lazar has provided. But okay, here's a guy who says he's not in it for the money and he doesn't want any notoriety. Okay, selling the Bob Lazar tape for $30 a tape, all right, where he drives up in a Corvette and then drives out in a Corvette at the end. You got to watch the fucking thing. It's hilarious. Sells his supposedly autobiography to New Line Cinema that they were going to try to get optioned for a film. That didn't work out. Made multiple appearances on Coast to Coast. Couldn't shut the fuck up about what he had done. All right, for a guy that was not interested, doesn't want to be in the limelight, and even just recently, okay, participated in the Corbell documentary. There's another documentary coming out in 2024, this uh, Project Gravitour, I think it's called. A uh, bunch of guys up in Montreal have created like a, uh, a digital replica of S4 and some of the uh, – they've digitally tried to render some of the claims – that Lazar has made. Okay, so you got a second documentary coming out. The fucking guy wrote an autobiography, which, by the way, doesn't have any timelines or any answers in it. Read the entire thing, front to back. It's called Dreamland. All right, mister, I'm not trying to sell you anything. All right, and if he, selling you the autobiography wasn't enough, he's also, if you go to United Nuclear's website, he's also selling sketches of the quote-unquote sport model, which is one of the nine UFOs that he saw. Because he looked down a hallway and could see nine of them, according to him. One of which looked like a sombrero with a hole in it. Thank you. Perfect. Is that scientific talk? <laughs> one looked like a jello mold, he says on uh, one of the Art Bell interviews. But he's selling sketches of the UFO he saw for like $85 a sketch. And I don't even think they're like individually sketched. They're prints. All right. So this is the guy that doesn't want to be in the limelight. All right. Oh, please, Joe. 
I don't want to talk about it. I got a migraine. Ah! <laughs> By the way, buy my book, buy the $85 UFO sketch, watch both documentaries, review all 20 episodes of Coast to Coast that I've done. Give me a fucking break. And the biggest grifter here is Jeremy Corbell. And look, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I've said before, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. And anybody who's a BJJ black belt, they've got a lot of my respect, all right? Look, is Eddie Bravo a little crazy? Are there a lot of things he believes in that I think are bullshit? Yes, of course. We would have some disagreements. Having said that, do I want to fight him? No, I don't. Same kind of situation here, right? But, you know... Jeremy Corbell comes out like yesterday or two days ago and posts this video of the jellyfish. Do you guys see this one? The jellyfish UFO. And he writes this big, long tweet. You know? For the first time ever, I'm releasing raw footage of the jellyfish UFO. It has demonstrated transmedium capabilities. I looked at the video. It's like, it looks like somebody fucking jizzed on the lens of the camera. All right. Or some kind of balloon floating around. You know, this guy writes this big, long five paragraphs about like, you know, what a groundbreaking thing this is recorded in 2018, only released now. It's demonstrated transmedium capabilities. It's like when Mike Tyson tried to use all those big words to try to sound smart. It's like, dude, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you can't even fake it that well. And I was looking at Metabunk yesterday. They haven't gotten the exact explanation of what happened down, but they will very soon. And if you go back and you – and I would encourage you to go to Metabunk, all right? And again, I'm not saying extraterrestrials aren't, aren't out there. I think they are. I'm not saying UFOs aren't out there. I think they are. But all I'm saying is there is a huge difference between all of the nonsense we have seen so far and actual evidence. And we just haven't seen any actual evidence. I'm sorry. And people will say, look, look at this video. Well, what is it? You know, can you explain that? Like the Fravor video. Could you explain that? Mick West does a pretty good job on YouTube explaining that. And, you know, the parallax effect and all this other bullshit. I can't, you know, you don't want to hear me talk about it. I have no idea. But I've watched the explanation and it seems like it makes some sense. There is nothing, and even look, even moment of contact. I just watched that like two days ago. All right, did you see James Fox? Did you see him on Rogan? Did you see him on fucking uh, Danny Jones? You know, I listened to that interview with James Fox on Rogan, and I thought, this is it. This is going to be the documentary that changes my mind. All right. And, you know, look, Lazar is a liar. Full stop. All right. You can, like I said, you can look at my Twitter. You can go back, read all four parts of the Signals Intelligence uh, Medium articles that he did. And then go to papooslake.org and just comb through the Bob Lazar timeline. Bob Lazar is a fucking liar. Full stop. I knew that. I listened to James Fox talk about moment of contact. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this guy really sounds like he has it. You know, he went to Varginha, Brazil. He was there for like doing 10 years worth of research. The way he's talking about it on Rogan, he's got to have something. And I went back and I watched the movie and I got to say, 
The testimony of some of these people is compelling. It really is. You know? But you have to keep in mind that when somebody says, don't ask about the extraterrestrial, doesn't necessarily mean I know something about it and I don't want to talk about it. It could mean too many people have been asking me the same fucking question for 20 years and I'm tired of talking about it and saying I don't know anything when I don't. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. All right. Watch the testimony of the three sisters. You know, actually, what what gave me some pause, to be honest with you, is when they're talking about the smell of the creature and the skin. Everybody said the same exact thing. And like, I get that that's what you would do if you all witnessed it. You know, if there were six people, say that fucking brown, oily skin creature with the red eyes was legit. Let's say an alien crashed in 1996 in Brazil. Okay. And 10 people saw it. And you went to those 10 people and you asked them to describe what they saw. They wouldn't use the exact same words. Some of them would say it was brown. Some of them would say it was burnt sienna. Some of them would say it was golden brown. Some of them would say the smell would smell like cleaner. Some would say that it smelled like benzene. Some would say that it smelled like this, that, and the other. Everybody in that movie, they all said it had oily skin and it smelled like ammonia. And look, I guess ammonia is a smell that is all its own. But is it that easy to differentiate it from like alcohol, like pure alcohol or like, you know, I don't know. For me, it's, it's not, I don't know. I, and so it, it almost gave me pause that all six or seven people that they interviewed said nearly the exact same thing. Lest we forget, there was just no evidence. I mean, I'm sorry. There was a bunch of firsthand testimony, right? But everybody knows that if somebody says one thing in 1996, and, and I'm not saying Virginia didn't happen. It may have happened. But it's also a possibility that one person saw one thing and 50,000 people kind of parroted the first reports of that. That's also a distinct possibility. So knowing that, you know, was there a military blockade in the streets? Probably, you know. Do I believe most of the testimony, you know, that like a couple of the guys in the military were mobilized and they were told to bring trucks to a certain place and the girls saw something and they ran home? I, you know, I'm sure probably 70 or 80 percent of that is rooted in truth, if not 100 percent. But it's not it's not indisputable evidence. OK, and so. All I'm saying is in the absence of indisputable evidence, can everybody shut the fuck up, especially Chuck Schumer? All right. This is a guy who has been single handedly running the country into the ground with every opportunity he gets. All right. This guy should be focused on reading basic economics by Thomas Sowell, not worrying about UFO disclosure. All right. So then I'm browsing my timeline tonight. Just Chuck Chuck Schumer is on the front. He's on the front lines of UFO disclosure. It's like, listen, we already got an asshole for that. All right. His name's Jeremy Corbell. All right. He's done a lot of talking and he's produced no evidence. All right. We only need one person to do that. You worry about fucking something else up. And I mean all of this in the nicest way possible. 
I really do. You know, Corbell every day has some type of tweet. And and I imagine imagine you're him, right? And look, you can say the same thing about me, right? I run a podcast and and a blog about Austrian economics. So every day I have to make the argument that the financial system is broken, otherwise my readers will turn tail and leave and you know my echo chamber will disassemble. Fine. You can make the same argument about me. Now imagine I'm a ufologist, which is a term that requires basically nothing. I mean, just to uh, remember what Seinfeld said about cab drivers. He's like, I think all you need is a face. (laughs) To be a ufologist, I think all you need is a face. That's it. You don't need a high school degree. You don't need a college degree. I think all you need is a face. So he is a self-proclaimed UFO investigator. All right. He's so focused on the hard truth that he has missed the fact that his golden goose, Bob Lazar, is just a liar. And at this point, with the amount of research that I've done on Lazar, and I've you know done some pretty serious research on my own about it that is not that I haven't talked about, uh, it's very clear to me that he's a liar. Very, very clear, you know. But Corbell and Knapp, they can't, they can't say that. They can't question David Fravor. They can't question the jellyfish. It has transmedium capabilities, guys. They can't question that. It's so much easier to say, here's a thing that has transmedium capabilities, instead of saying, well, yeah, this is probably just some bullshit. I mean, look at it. It's probably looks like a spider caught in a web or something hanging off the lens or a balloon, you know, whatever. But I can tell you what it's not. And I'll bet my whole life savings on it that the jellyfish UFO is not some type of extraterrestrial fucking bullshit. All right. You know, I'd, I'd put my money on Varginha, Brazil before I would put my money on the jellyfish video. Because at least on the jellyfish video, you know, I can compare the two videos. The point is, Corbell, he can't say that. George Knapp, he can't say that. You know, and I've listened to Louis Elizondo. All right. I listen to him on Mick West podcast. I listen to Christopher Mellon on fucking Rogan's podcast. All right. I'm not just sitting around twiddling my thumbs. I've listened to Mellon. I've listened to Elizondo. I've listened to Grush. I've listened to Fravor. I've listened to Knapp. I've listened to Corbell. And I want to believe. I want to. Just show it to me. Give it to me. I would be so happy to take proof of extraterrestrial life and turn it around and show the powers that be here in our world just to say, fuck you, none of this stuff matters. Look, there's aliens, you know, and just show it to them. Here it is. Eh, By the way, everything we've ever done throughout the course of our entire civilization doesn't matter because there's aliens. We don't need to cross in crosswalks anymore. There's no more fucking, you know, I can drink as much as I want. There's there's no laws. I don't have to obey signs when I'm driving around. <laughs> Nothing matters. I would love to say that. You know? Is there a case for the government holding back on this stuff so as to prevent chaos? Yes, there's a case for that. But there's just no, you know, the the people that are proponents or advocates for disclosure, they walk it up to a line and they leave it there. And that's that's the same line that, you know, Lazar didn't even walk to that line because he's a fucking liar. He didn't even get there. 
But like, all right, who's on the front of the line right now? David Grush saw some shit yesterday. He had to cancel his appearance because of something. He was informed by the government or personal safety reasons or whatever. It's like, how come nobody seems to give a shit? You know, like no offense or anything, but like no one cares. You know, like Garush, I guess, is at the front of the line. Maybe David Fravor. You know, the Tic Tac videos. I I thought Mick West did a good job explaining them. But like, all right, you know, I guess you could put Fravor at the front of the line. Louis Elizondo, those guys, all the guys from the To the Stars Academy that were supposed to build a spaceship but got distracted doing cocaine in the back room. You know, mm, these are the trials and tribulations of being a ufologist. Steve Greer, he's at the front of the line. He speaks at conferences. This is as far as we have walked and the closest we have gotten to proof of extraterrestrials. Stephen Greer, what do you got for me? Nothing. I got a little fucking thing that turned out to be a dwarf human. You know, I made a big movie about it 20 years ago. Nobody gives a shit. Now what do I do? Well, nothing. You know? So we have nothing until we have something. And there could be a lot of speculation. But until then, it's just fucking, what's her name, holding the football, right, for Charlie Brown. And as soon as you get close, she just pulls it away. All right? So show me evidence. That's it. That's all I want. I want evidence. I don't want to hear about anybody else demanding disclosure. I'm on the forefront. What's going on at Area 51? Probably some super secret shit. Go listen to Jeremy Riss. You want to know what's going on at Area 51. Okay? There are advanced technologies and things that we have that we are, you know, jostling for position with other countries on. Probably all matters of national security. Are they reverse engineered from alien craft? Probably not, but maybe they are. Who knows? You know, but that's probably what's going on out there. You know, they have the SR-71 out there. All the shit that they don't want to talk about. And we have to have that shit. That's how we stay aggressive in the global fight for, you know, military dominance. But there's a big difference between that and Bob Bob Lazar. He reverse engineered alien craft. Great. What data did you use, Bob? Uh. What computer system did you use? Uh. I threw a golf ball at it. Oh, very scientific. Thank you. What uh? What measurements and tests were you performing on a daily basis? Uh. Uh. I got a migraine. Oh. Well, isn't that fucking convenient? All right. Anyways, thanks for listening. And uh, I think that pretty much concludes. Should I take questions? I don't think I should. I don't really give a shit enough. Wow. What do we got? 30 viewers? Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.